His children didn't know how their father made his living or why they so often moved. They didn't even know their father's name. He regretted neither his robberies nor the 17 murders that he laid claim to. And on September 5th, 1881, Jesse James was 34 years old. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. I am your host, James Ryan, and on today's episode of the podcast, I am talking the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. I'm also going to talk about Eyes Wide Shut, my quick take movie of the week. Uh, it was the most recent episode of the Rewatchables podcast, so I wanted to check it out before listening to that podcast. And yeah, there's not too much to talk about uh, movie release-wise. There is a new DC superhero movie, Blue Beetle, which is actually supposed to be decent. Strays is finally out, so I don't have to watch that trailer anymore, and it is getting pretty average reviews. And it looks as though Jurassic Park is back in theaters in 3D. I don't know if that is nationwide or just select cities, but that is happening as well. Eyes Wide Shut, uh, directed by Stanley Kubrick. This is famously the last movie he directed because he died prior to its theatrical release. Uh, there was some discussion on whether or not this was actually his final cut of the film uh, or if he had a different vision for it. Uh, but I think the vision that he had for it, I think it works well. Um, it's very obvious the message he is trying to give about society. Um, but I think just the mystery surrounding not only the filming of the film, but the actual plot itself make this a pretty fascinating watch. You have you definitely have star power in Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, who give kind of purposely stilted performances, especially Tom Cruise. I think that was purposely done. Uh, Stanley Kubrick famously made Tom Cruise, I think, walk through a doorway 94 times during this filming. It took over, uh, I think it took over a year to actually film this entire movie, which is the record or was the record um, in the late 90s. And yeah, this movie is very, very intense. Uh, it almost earned an NC-17 rating. If you watch the movie, you'll know why. Um, but he did manage to keep it R-rated. Uh, just, you don't know what is going to happen next. And I think that's the best thing about this film. Uh, a lot of films today, it's just like, okay, it's either going to be this or it's going to be that. And you're usually right. Eyes wide shut. You have no possible way of predicting what is going to happen next. Um, just because it's a movie that is meant to be dreamlike. Um, it's in my opinion, meant to be a dream. Uh, you are supposed to, yeah, just be going along for the ride and you're not really meant to figure everything out. You meet bizarre character after bizarre character. Tom Cruise wonders himself, like, what is happening here? Um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty fascinating movie. Um, there's not really a Stanley Kubrick movie that I don't like. Um, this is definitely in my, I, again, I'll, I'll go through every film here at some point, but I think it's probably in my upper half of Kubrick movies. Um, it's definitely not like a clockwork orange, which is a great movie, but you watch it once and you're just like, okay, I don't need to see that again. Um, Eyes Wide Shut, I think demands a few viewings to really kind of see everything and piece everything together. Um, and even then you'll be left a little perplexed, a little confused, but that, that is all part of the journey. So if you haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut, I would recommend it. Um, I definitely had a good time watching it a second time. 
on to the main event and that is the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford uh, this is from 2007 directed and written by andrew dominic who also worked with brad pitt in killing them softly um a few years after this this is a movie that brad pitt brad pitt is famously very very proud of um, a film that he was not nominated for an academy award for but after watching this i feel like the biggest strength of this movie apart from Roger Deakins cinematography, which I'll get into and uh, is definitely Brad Pitt. Um, the tension that he is able to create by saying no diet, saying nothing at all um, sequences where there's no dialogue, where it's just him and his facial expressions as he's having conversations with people at tables is just masterful. Uh, I am not a huge Brad Pitt guy, um, but I think, some performances that he gives are just like this this is one of those that is just very memorable and glorious bastards comes to mind as well um and once upon a time in hollywood i feel like those are just very memorable roles of his um and this is definitely up there this might be his favorite or my favorite performance of his um just because yeah you as the viewer are constantly on edge because you don't know exactly what he's thinking uh, he goes from being just completely serious, but to just laughing maniacally. He also has moments where um, he, you think he's going to have this very angry outburst, and it's just he's just very, very soft spoken. But that soft spokenness is just that's even more menacing than if he had an outburst. I don't know what he does here is just really, really good. Um, Casey Affleck plays Robert Ford um, and does a fantastic job. Um, it's just this film tries to really give you a lot of the history, which I actually really liked. There is a narration, and I feel like for this movie, for what it is, I feel like that was necessary. Um, I feel as though once you get, to, and you know what's going to happen based on the title of the movie, um, but once you get to the last 20 minutes or so, I don't know. It, it's like the movie ends and then it doesn't end and it the, the ending feels a little tacked on i did want to know what happened to robert ford but i i don't know i feel like i don't know maybe one or two scenes could have been cut out of there that's kind of nitpicky but it just i don't know i was in a flow with this movie i was like i was loving it i was loving it and then it kind of lost me a little bit at the end um but I got I need to talk about what is probably the thing that most people would talk about when they discuss this movie, and that is Roger Deakins' cinematography. Roger Deakins being probably the most well-known cinematographer. It's very rare that people know cinematographers by name, but a lot of movie fans know Roger Deakins. Uh, famously, he's worked a lot with the Coen brothers, um, and this is a movie. He has a podcast, The Deakins Podcast, I think uh, is what it's called, and uh, he talks about this movie quite a bit, or he seems to bring it up every episode, so I really wanted to check it out. Uh, he definitely was inspired, and I think I read the director was definitely inspired by Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven. Uh, this movie relies, just like Days of Heaven, has to rely so much on natural light, candlelight, uh, what Roger Deakins is able to do here um, with backlight in particular. Um, is very, very interesting. Um, and it just does such a good job. I don't know. The contrast in this movie is just pretty much flawless, in my opinion. It just looks really, really cool. Um, that being said, and I think it adds a lot to the scenes as well. 
Um, that being said, there's some interesting shots, especially at the beginning, which I have to do some research. I don't know how they did it exactly, um, but it's almost like a vignetting except with distortion. And so you're really just focused on the middle uh, part of the screen because the edges are all distorted. And I, that's an interesting choice and I don't know exactly why that was made. And I just need to think about it a little bit more or do some reading. Um, but I would also be just interested in, yeah, the process and how they really managed to do that. Um, but yeah, Roger Deakins cinematography is probably the main reason to watch this movie. Um, it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Roger Ebert gave this movie, I think, a three and a half out of four. I don't know if I would quite give it that high of a rating, um, but I definitely enjoyed myself. Uh, Brad Pitt and uh, and uh, <laughs> Casey Affleck. There we go. Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck uh, deliver two top-notch performances. I didn't even talk about Nick Cave and Warren Ellis's soundtrack here. The music that they were able to create, their score, is incredible. Um, it's very subtle and it works so, so well. Um, I, weeks and weeks ago, I watched The Proposition, uh, another Australian Western, and they also did the music for that. And I absolutely loved it. Then I actually, that, that score is a little more intense and I liked that a lot more. This one, it's just, it's subtle. It works very well. Uh, the repetition from scene to scene works. Um, so also, yeah, another reason to check this one out. Uh, it is the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford is I, I rented it uh, for two dollars and ninety nine cents. Um, but it is, I think, available maybe on Paramount. It is available right now on some streaming service as it usually as a movie usually is. Um, but yeah, I ended up renting this one. Um, but I I enjoyed my time with it. Um, it is a movie that I would revisit just to study the cinematography and the lighting. Um, but yeah, in terms of story, once you kind of know the story, I don't know how much uh, rewatchability this movie actually has in the long run. But if you are a big Brad Pitt fan or you want to see Brad Pitt maybe in his best performance, I would definitely check this movie out. On to next week's episode of the podcast, a movie that is in my Roger Ebert, The Great Movies 3 book. Um, I'm kind of going out of order on this one. I usually will go, okay, if I haven't seen the movie, I, I will wait, watch it, and then read what he wrote about it. This one is actually in the latter half of the book. Um, I didn't know that until I looked it up. I was just, I saw it on Criterion and I was like, oh, I've never seen this movie and people talk about it, so... Um, a movie that is very, very famous for how it was shot in black and white, um, just the look of it. Uh, so a movie that I am excited to check out for the first time, and that is... Your doubtful mind and melt your cold, cold heart. Tony Bennett's cold, cold heart was on everybody's hit parade. Elizabeth Taylor was getting married. Boys wore duck tails. The police action in the Far East was Korea, and Anarene, Texas, like other small towns, is approaching the end of an era. The Last Picture Show, 1971. Um, like I said, a movie that is often discussed, a movie that is very well known, a movie that I know little to nothing about, um, but a movie that Roger Ebert loved. I think he definitely gave it four out of four if it is in my book. So a uh, movie that I am, yeah. 
definitely excited to check out over the next week. Uh, it is currently streaming on the Criterion channel. Uh, if you want to check it out before next week's episode of the podcast. Um, I've currently made updates on the Spielberg episode. I've made no progress. Uh, I am stuck at the color purple, uh, which I've seen a couple times and actually really like. I'm just kind of stuck there. Um, I will check it out at some point. Um, apart from that, I don't know. Yeah, quick take wise, I'm getting ready for Halloween. I'm really I'm trying for it. Uh, only yeah, I've only watched one of the 31 Halloween movies that I have planned. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of film, but uh, I'm super super excited about that. My list is pretty done. Um, so yeah, that first week of September, I'm gonna go through. Uh, I'm gonna do a fall movie preview, and I'm also going to go in and talk about yeah. I'm gonna list all the Halloween movies that I plan to watch this year. Uh, I think I don't know. I might go back and forth on that because I think part of the fun is it just being a surprise, but I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Anyway, now, now, right on the podcast while you're recording is not the best time to think about it, but here we are. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I will be back next Saturday. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Ryan's Reviews. And next Saturday, I will be back reviewing The Last Picture Show.